Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week, the apocalypse is nigh. It is here. And to discuss it with me is one Mr. Coach Mo. Coach, welcome back to the program. Glad to be here, brother. Now tell me, what are you a coach of? Uh, right now, or this season, I guess, I've coached baseball, softball, soccer, football, two basketball teams, and girls lacrosse. So not much, right? Yep. I just chill once in a while. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so today, ladies and gentlemen, as said, we will be discussing X-Men Apocalypse, the new movie that is embracing all the screens across the country at this point. And that is getting so, so critical reception, but we'll talk about our thoughts in our discussion momentarily. But before we do, Mo, what have you been entertained by recently? Well, school just ended, uh, and last night I was playing Iron ba- uh, Banner with uh, Dan the Man. I thought you were going to um, say Iron Man for a second, and I was like, what? Oh! Uh, I actually do own that for the 360, but have not been playing it. Uh, but no, got to play some Iron Banner. I really love playing that. Uh, I got to join up with Dan and our boy Q, uh, the Loba Recon. And uh, it's so much fun to play that game with people. I spent an entire year with that game doing it wrong. Uh, evidently, multiplayer video games are meant to be played with multiplayers. Uh, I didn't know. Go um, figure. Yeah, it's a weird thing. But uh, other than that, I've been playing you know, some random games, reading some comics. Uh, and right now, just getting ready for summer break where I will do nothing for two months. Thank Dude, you, Teacher Life. That would be kind of sweet to have nothing for two months. <laughs> So. How does that work? So you're a teacher, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your I job. Yes. Are you paid an annual salary that takes into account that for two months you don't really work? Uh, basically what they do, they take your salary and then divide that bad boy by 12. And so I will get a paycheck in uh, June and then July for doing nothing. That's kind of cool. Well, the, I think the reason they do it that way uh, is, one, it takes care of teachers, allows us to, you know, not have to work like four jobs in the summer. Uh, some teachers still do. Um, I, I work a side job just because I get bored really easily, and my wife would probably kill me if I was at home all day. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's I think the thing is, and what I've noticed, uh, when I every summer I've done something different. You know, I've done work in a movie theater or GameStop or, um, you know, coffee shops, fast food. And every summer when I try these side jobs, I realize at the end of the day, if you're working with these jobs, you get to go home and your choices really only affected you and maybe a couple of employees. As a teacher, when you go home, your choices affected the development of 30 kids. You know what I mean? You're you're affecting the growth. You're affecting the morality. You're affecting how they see the world. Um, and that's what's the most tolling is you, you've got to be on your game every day because you might be the only person that that kid sees that's going to be positive. You might see that be that the only person that kid sees who's not, you know, swearing or, or talking about drugs or doing, you know, showing these horrible things in life that are out there. Um, and you've got to really, really be on your game to be the best for that kid. So, uh, I think that's why they piss in the summer they're saying, Hey, you had to do a really, really tough job where you're developing young people into becoming human beings. And uh, we love you for that. So, Well put, got... sir. Let's talk about movies. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you, uh, you've been playing Iron Banana. What else? Yep. 
Uh, other than Iron Banana, uh, I've gotten to jump in. I'm playing some old games. Uh, I got to have a, an awesome night with you where you kicked my button, uh, Peggle 2. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> the one game we, I can beat you at. Yeah, we played uh, some Call of Duty Black Ops, which was awesome on cross compat- or backwards compatibility. Uh, absolutely loved it. And what did we play first before that? Uh, Titanfall. Titanfall, yeah, so that's right. I'm, I'm really loving just getting to play with with all you you great guys that I I've gotten to know and that that's really been it just been hanging out with you guys yeah it's been fun to play with you as well so I'll I'll segue this into my entertaining stuff because I have been playing those games I've been playing with Peggle with you I've been playing Titanfall with you again because man that Titanfall game feels good again like mm-hmm. I haven't played it in so long but you were like hey you want to play it I was like yeah why not it's changed a lot and but still it feels really good to control i I like that game and i I think they're going to be releasing a new one probably this year so it's kind of nice to get back into oh yeah this is how this game plays before that game comes out so it's kind of cool to see that again and other than that uh playing peggle with you trying black ops for the first time ever and being utterly horrible at it (laughs) and uh getting killed by the one random zombie that was just happened to be blocking my stairway and i didn't realize it was happening and then two hits later i'm dead but yeah. that, that's how what i'm a call of duty newbie so yeah that's that was that we were going to play a little bit of halo too actually but we did one round of that didn't we yep we did, we did okay one. so i mean that's really all that i've been playing this week too because i've been playing the same thing as you have other than that i was gonna try to catch up and watch all the season finales of the shows but i didn't get a chance to except for one and that was the agents of shield i watched the end of that and i gotta say agents of shield is just kind of it's okay uh have you watched any of agents of shield i watched all of season one and two on netflix and then i went and bought hulu I bought a one-month subscription at uh, GameStop. I bought the little gift card. said, I'll just sit down over the weekend and stream these. You only get the one, last five. Yeah. Issues like 1 through 14 weren't there, and I was like, awesome. So wasted that. So I've got, you know, whatever it is. I think it was a month subscription or two months, something like that. And so that's just sitting there, and I won't go back to it. Uh, now I just got to wait for it to come on Netflix so I can see what happened in Season 3. Because one, Season 1 was great. I loved it. And 2 got a little weird in the middle. But got really good at the end, mm-hmm. so um, I'd like to see where three goes. Yeah, I three starts off keeping the same kind of tone and pace that they set up in one or okay. in two. Wait, what did I say? Three starts off with the same kind of tone and pace as two ended with. Okay, I think that's what I was trying to say. So yeah, if you enjoyed that, you'll like the the first half of the season. It kind of bounces around between middling and okay. Uh, towards the end of the season but it does end on a little bit of a stronger note i guess you could say so it was interesting i i did find it entertaining um but that's the only thing that i was able to really catch up and watch on still need to watch the gotham finale the flash finale and the arrow finale which i heard the arrow finale is very bad so i like i think ign gave like a 3.7 which is pretty bad Hmm, that is not high no so other than that, I've just been entertained by the movie that we're about to discuss. So join me, Mo. Let's journey to the apocalypse. Da na 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 X Men. Is that right? <laughs> Close enough. Nailed it.
X-Men Apocalypse. So, this is going to have full spoilers for the film if you haven't seen it yet. I encourage you to go do so. And as I mentioned in the outset, critical response to this movie has just been kind of like, eh, I guess is a good way to put it. But you know what? I really enjoyed this film. And there's there's one thing that stands out to me, and I want to see if, if you agree with me, Mo. Since they've done X-Men First Class, and they had Days of Future Past, and now this movie, this set of writers really knows how to write a Magneto story. Can really make you feel for the character of Magneto, flesh him out, and show you that he's not just this crazy villain for being crazy villain's sake, but he has legitimate reasons, honestly, to feel the way he does about humans. Mm -hmm. So... In this movie, and again, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yes. Go see the movie, come back. But if you haven't seen it, or if you don't care about spoilers, there's a scene in this movie where you see Magneto for the first time. And he's just working in a, in a factory. And he goes home, and he has a family, he has a wife and a daughter. And his daughter, it looks like she has power, she's able to talk to animals. So... It just shows a nice little scene with her talking to some deer or the deer were coming over to, to, you know, be around her at least. And, you know, she doesn't know how to control her power. She's probably, what, maybe eight? Somewhere mm, around eight there. Eight or nine, yeah. Yeah. And so Eric's just leaving or living this normal life. Something happens that causes, you know, someone's about to die in the metal shop that he works at. And instead of letting the person die, he uses his power to save him. And everything's fine, but people all around see that he did this. And then they say something to the police. The police come say, you know, are you this Magneto person? Are you this guy that everybody's looking for? Because at the end of the first movie, he leaves after threatening the president and everybody. And so he just goes into hiding. And he's he's sitting there, you know, I, I'm I'm this person that I've, I went with you to your house. We had dinner. I mean, this is who I am now. I'm not that guy. But they don't buy it. Like, he, he turns himself in, but his daughter, you know, she can't control her power. And she's, she's, she's like, I'm not going to let them take you because she knows what happened to his parents. Or not, she doesn't know what happened, but she knows that her, his parents were taken away. And she said, I'm not going to let anybody take you away. And she's calling out to stop. You're not, don't take him away. And then her powers are just you know, being manifest in these birds and these animals coming around and these policemen are all getting scared and they're all there with, you know, no metal, no metal at all. They have mm -hmm. bows and arrows and they have like ropes to take him in. And he, he turned himself in. But one guy who they're, they're all freaked out because they figure that she is a mutant and his daughter is a mutant and she's calling these stuff and they, they tell him to tell her to stop. And he's like, we can't tell her. She, we can't tell her. She's, she doesn't, can't control her power. And then one guy accidentally lets loose a bow, or an arrow, that pierces through the mother and the daughter at the same time, and kills them. This obviously makes Magneto, Magneto again. He's casting aside this persona, he's been trying to live by, you know, the human rules, he's been trying to live by what they want him to do. This is what happens. He can't be happy. He lived... For eight years, it seems, at least, without any sort of interference from anybody else. 
but now they've killed his wife and child, and he loses it. He's like, this is what I'm supposed to be? This is it? And so then he goes and becomes Magneto from there. That was super powerful, super effective, and the acting on Michael Fassbender's side was really well done. But Mo, was it as effective for you, the whole Magneto, that scene to kind of pull him back out and to be Magneto again? How did that work for you? So to set up for me, um, I did not realize that was Magneto. And it's because I haven't watched the old movies um, in a long, long time. And so, like, when they cut to the scene you're talking about where he's just at work, he's just being a normal dude, I'm like, oh, look, they're introducing a new character. And (laughs) then that happens, and he has, spoilers, uh, the locket around his daughter's neck as he's holding, you know, her, sadly, she's, 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 you know, dead. And he uses that locket to just wreck shop. That's when I go, oh, that, that's my Mito. Like, and then all the scenes from the other movies popped in my head. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I feel so bad for him. And, like, he's a villain. Like, you don't normally feel bad for the villain like this. But I was like, I was devastated for him. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, that would turn any sane person. Like, it would be so hard to find good in the world if you just watched your daughter and your wife die because you saved someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it boils down to. And I, it was devastating for me. Like I was like in there going, Oh my goodness. Like I feel so bad for you. Like it, it made him that character for me. Like I wanted to root for Magneto. I'm like, no, you guys just killed his daughter. Like, uh, yeah, no, it was very, very powerful and really, really good scene. Like mm-hmm. really well done. And you found yourself rooting for Magneto. Like mm-hmm. you said, when he when he goes and he he extracts his he's gonna go into that place he closes the door behind him and he's about to kill all those guys in that place and that then, monologue is just amazing yeah I mean he's just he closes the door and he's like think of the person that you love you know think of well, your wife your daughter whatever it is and now that person will know the the loss that I have I've suffered you know yeah. that. Is a very powerful scene. Um, and he would have killed them all. He would have just become Magneto again because he's, he's like, you know, Henrik, don't do this. And he's like, my name's not Henrik anymore. My oh. name's not Henrik. It's Magneto. And at that point, Apocalypse shows up and, you know, things go from there. And Apocalypse kills him because he comes, he thinks that Apocalypse is going to try to stop him from doing this. And he's like, I don't care about them. I'm here for you. But... That it was just—I just thought that the the biggest takeaway for me from this movie is the fact that they really nail Magneto and his backstory, and how he he really doesn't want necessarily to be the supervillain, but humanity is always turning against him. Whenever he's if he's trying to do something right, and he tries to save somebody, yeah, he had a troubled past, but you know he turned aside from that. And this is what happens. It's they tell a really good narrative with Magneto. No, but, I agree completely. Yeah, but that's not the only character in this movie. There's quite a few characters actually. So the opening scene starts out in ancient Egypt, ancient Egypt, and we see, you know, Apocalypse being 
taken into this pyramid to have this uh, ritual so he can transfer into it. looks like a mutant that can continually heal himself like Wolverine. So he'll never age. He'll never have to do this thing again. So he's going to transfer into that other person. But before he could do so, there's this, this group of people that were against him, obviously, who somehow, and I don't know why this is. This is kind of a weird thing. Somehow they were able to build this big channel to destroy this pyramid. Like, I, why would that even be there? I mean. Well, how how I saw it was they had been planning how, this was like years of planning to get to this moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, like why when, would they even be there though? Those well, think um maybe they're counterweights i don't i don't know i've never built a pyramid <laughs> you haven't not lately uh, i i tend not to do that anymore um it's not not a job that you know i've been looking at maybe next summer i'll i'll apply you leave that to the pros <laughs> yep but maybe like these guys were like planning like hey he wants us to build this giant temple for these uh rites of passage sacrifices what's the right word for that sacrifice well, he, uh, i think it's like a sacrifice or a ritual but he okay uh, in the end of the last movie, you saw him building his own pyramids. They didn't even build them. Oh, so then yeah, that doesn't. I I don't know. It was a cool scene. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's like, why are they there? Mm-hmm. So, but I thought that that I and it's probably just me loving Egypt, and I've always liked like the ancient Egypt kind of whatever culture, you know. And I just liked seeing that in this movie too, and it made me like it even that much more. So. The character or the villain of Apocalypse, he believes he is destined to rule the world and that humans are, you know, weaker, inferior to them. And it's believed that he is the first mutant. So what do you think about the the setup that you get with Apocalypse? Well, when I first when you first see that scene, I thought that he was able to control those mutants like they were under some kind of I don't know, not not spell, but some kind of mind control that made them loyal to him. But then you realize it was by choice. Because mm-hmm. uh, when it gets later on with the other, uh, the 2K version of the, the Four Horsemen, they're all there willingly. Like, he's not coercing them. They still have uh, free will. They still have freedom of choice. Like, they can do what they want, however they're choosing to serve or work with him. Um, and in return, he's giving them like a power super boost. So that was like the one thing that I didn't understand. Cause in that first part, I was like, Oh, are, are they slaves? Are they entrapped? Like, does he put something in their heads that makes them like have to want to worship him? Um, but you find out later on, like that's, that's the one power he wants that he doesn't have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cause we find out that he wants Charles Xavier for that very purpose. He wants mm-hmm. to be able to control minds because he can't do that. That's the one thing that he can't do out of all of the powers that he has, which he has, it seems to be limitless powers. He could do whatever he wanted. He could make the the ground turn into water so almost and then just swallow people up, which is kind of crazy. And he could materialize stuff. Like he could materialize armor. Like he gave Magneto and everybody else all their armor and their outfits that they wore. Mm. He gave angel those metal wings and the the new mutation of the the blades that come out of him as well he did a lot of crazy stuff you could see that he's a very powerful guy 
Mm-hmm. But were his motives good enough for you, Mo? How does he rank on your villain scale for the X-Men franchise uh, movies? Right now, he was, to me, from what I remember the movies, I would put him at a number two villain. Um, I thought that he had great reasoning for what he wanted. Um, you know, He's like, hey, I've got all these powers. I'm the first mutant. I've been here wiping the slate clean for eternity. Like, that's my job. And I was like, okay, you know, I can get behind your logic. There's, you know, a crazy psycho killer. Um, but where I he, I, I lost interest in, in the character was he didn't seem like he really wanted loyalty. Like, he's like, here, I'm going to give you this power to help me. Like, if, if you really are, like, if these four horsemen are pivotal to you, um, I feel like there should have been something more, like, I'm giving you these gifts, but I'm also giving you something you want. Like, I felt like there should, but maybe they just, it was a long movie. What was it? Two hours and some change? 220, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they just couldn't build that in. But I feel like there should have been more on him really getting their loyalty. Like, with the scene with him and Storm, all he does is save her. You know, he does save her, but from a situation she probably could have saved herself. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, you're Storm. You could probably just fly out of here. Right. So, but you don't know what power she really had at that point. Yeah. Because yeah. you kind of amped her power up. Yep. So that was that was the only real where I was like, eh. the The Psylocke character, why did you choose to follow him? Like, you could see, like, that moment uh, they had together where she gets that extra power. And maybe that's what coerced her because she wants to be more powerful. But... I don't know. Again, it's it. I didn't love him. Like I didn't love to hate him the way that I did uh, Magneto in the last one. Um, you know what I mean? Like you were like, dude, stop killing people. Like cut it out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the I do. You mentioned her, Psylocke. I really thought that they nailed the Psylocke look. And from from what I remember of the character reading it in the comic books. I I feel like this representation of Psylocke is really well done. Mm-hmm. Did you ever read many X Men comics? I I I own I think the the newest run of the Uncanny X Men, but I haven't read them yet. Like they're in my backlog. Okay, so if you ever get a chance to read one that has Psylocke in it, she's actually a pretty interesting character. But let's talk about the X Men, about Charles, about his. His school for the gifted that he actually has running this time. Remember last time he didn't really have it running because of the war. They had come and they'd taken the mutants away. It was too much pain for him. But now this this is a fully functional school once more. And he's just focused on the teaching. He's focused on helping people, helping mutants to fit in, I guess you could say, with the rest of the world. Uh, to control their powers. Whereas you have Hank... The Beast, he's, you know, he's the guy that's being more, well, I want to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst, because underneath the basketball court, he has a an X-Jet being built. You know, he has, like, warplane being built, because he doesn't want to have to use it, but in case they do need to use it, he's seen what's happened. He knows how people have reacted to them and will continue to react, so he's preparing for the worst contingencies, but Professor X just looks for the hope as he always does in the best situations. What did you think of the portrayal of Professor Rex this time as opposed to the last time we saw him? Um, I loved 
the development. I, I loved how he was like literally like the first moment we see him, he's teaching and he's reading to his class. He's asking them, you know, opening the questions. He's getting them involved. Um, I As thought a that teacher, was, you have to love that. Yeah. I was like, Hey, that's what we're talking about. Like that's, that's good sauce right there. Um, I really loved, I don't know if it was just me, but I felt they were doing some stuff with his voice. I heard some, I heard some Patrick Stewie in there, man. Like, there was some. I, it might, I'm not just trying to be me, the accent or anything. I'm saying like, it felt like his voice was at a different octave. He was more uh, elegant when he spoke. I was like, man, I'm getting, I'm getting that old vibe back, and I was kind of enjoying it. Um, I thought they did an okay with job with Beast. I'm sorry, like, the Beast I'm used to is yoked. Like he's not skinny, average size dude. He's muscle on top of muscle on top of muscle. Like his legs are huge. He's got almost that hulkish build. And that still hasn't been natural for me. Like whenever I see the scenes with Hulk in it, or sorry, with Beast in it, is I'm like, are you really a beast? Maybe you're a bee. I'm not comfortable saying beast. <laughs> like maybe you're a really, really angry puppy. But beast, argh, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but. Then we get to the younger cast. I love what they did with Jean Grey. Oh, yeah. Jean Grey was really well Nailed it. I was like, yes. Like, this is this is what we're talking about. Like, um, And then this takes me down the spoiler road. I'm not sure if we're ready to go here yet, but we get Nightcrawler. And we get him being saved by Mystique. Mm-hmm. Now, I might be wrong about this, but from what I remember, isn't Mystique Nightcrawler's mom? In the comics, yes. Him, so, he is the son of Mystique and Azazel. Uh-huh. Like, they didn't, they didn't even, like, try to toe around that. I just sat there going, is that Mama? Like, do we do we know? Where, where are we going with this? But the Nightcrawler character, probably my favorite. He stole the show for me. He was great. Like. I loved his fight scenes. I love, like, he had a one-liner at the end that had me dying. Um, you know, it's a super serious moment. Uh, and then all of a sudden he goes, oh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what I miss, guys? Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, good stuff. Really enjoyed it. Uh, he was he was phenomenal. I, did, I, I don't like Cyclops. So that, that was kind of just, I was like, oh, more Cyclops. Yay. You have cool radar vision stuff and blow stuff up. Not, I'm not interested. But... The rest of them, I thought, was really, really good. And, of course, Quicksilver was amazing. Loved Quicksilver's scene oh, again. Yeah. I'm just incredible. The entire thing is incredible. Every time they do that, I just I – want, I want a whole movie of that. Well, so when they <laughs> when that scene started and, like, the time was slowing, I was like, what are they doing? Is Professor X isn't around to, to stop time. But then they, they show Quicksilver like, oh, yes. Eating a Twinkie. Uh-huh. So it's such a good scene. I mean, you really need to watch this movie just for the scene alone, if nothing else, because it, you can't really describe it without doing it justice because he he just does so much and the way that the, the guy acts doing it is so perfect. Uh he starts out, you know, he's he's doing little just rescuing people from this situation and he he does things where he's like dancing almost, and then he takes him away, and then he does something else. He takes him away, and then there was a scene where these two people were about to kiss, and the the girl was like "ew," and the boy was like "uh." It was just it was funny. It was great. I loved that scene and the song that they had. I, again, I'm terrible with remembering the song names, but it was a song that I remembered and it fit perfectly. But I can't remember the name of the song. 
Can you? I can't either. I was laughing too hard. It was such a good scene. I was laughing too. I mean, this movie, as for as serious bits as it had, it also had a good amount of levity with the humor, and I thought that that was injected perfectly. Mm-hmm. No, with you there. And then later on, you get Quicksilver fighting, which is kind of cool because in the first, in the last movie, you didn't see him fight; you just saw him run around. And this time, you got to see him take down or take on at least apocalypse and i thought it was a pretty fair representation of what would happen because mm-hmm. apocalypse once he realized what was happening it was less than a second really of real time mm-hmm. and then he was able just to stop him and that was that yep so and and stops him in like a brutal way that uh-huh. made sense yeah so it was really well done this pacing of this movie i felt was pretty good i didn't have any issues with like checking my watch to see what time it was or anything like that i was engrossed the entire time i really enjoyed this movie and the i'm trying to think of the best way to put this the critical i get 70 percent on metacritic right now or rotten tomatoes whatever it is and i just don't understand that i was looking at some of the reviews after i watched it and i was like this your reviews aren't aren't really i don't get what you're saying here it doesn't there, feel this way to me yeah there's one scene in there that makes it a hundred like i'm sorry um i, I didn't i wanted to want to let you get to it naturally because like you're the best host around that's entertaining um <laughs> <laughs> but the moment where they wolverine pops up dude uh like, yes weapon, weapon x. x i i lost it like I'm legit going, weapon X. Yes, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is this is what I'm talking about. Get some. Like I thought they were gonna have, you know, they showed the little box, like, oh, there's some kind of animal in there, and I was like, oh, they're just gonna leave it alone there. Like, that's all they're gonna do. But no, he was in there. Hugh makes an appearance, and he just snick snick, wah wah wah, taking out all these dudes, just going berserk, and then Jean Grey gives him his name. Oh my goodness, I loved it. It I was, was like, "This is amazing." Uh huh. It was great. I mean, that, that, that I was. If just, that doesn't bring the Metacritic up, they wait. Someone didn't watch the movie. Yes, you know this movie. Like you said, it's 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 got a lot of fun scenes in it. That definitely is. That scene was surprising to say the least. I mean, I knew it was coming, but to the extent of what they did and how many people he killed and how he killed them. I mean, I was surprised they put that in a PG-13 movie, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. But they revealed the weapon next to... They had the, the helmet on his head. They had everything. It was right out of the comic. Literally right out of the comic. And I loved the way that they pulled that off. It looked really well. And obviously now you know maybe why there's some connection between Logan and Gene in the future. Like, they had this encounter. Yep. It's It's... It was a great scene. That was perfect yes like if they could put more moments like that in these movies they would all be blockbusters because these are the moments in the comics that people fall in love with like these are the things that take place and when they kind of do their own thing i think that's where they lose some of that authentic raw emotion like that we connect to it but you lose that story like you use the fact that these writers have connected these characters in so many different layers and when that happened like i'm sorry like i lost it like i was like this is this is the moment like this is incredible because i had no idea it was coming like i i was just a fan just sitting there in awe of the fact that wolverine was in this movie 
and being what Weapon X was. Mm-hmm. So, and continuing on in the Wolverine because the the post credit scene ties into this as well. So in the post credit scene, they're cleaning up Alkali Lake area with all the bodies and uh, cleaning up the the blood and stuff from everywhere and vacuuming up all the bullets and. You see someone come and take a vial of his blood and put it in a suitcase, and they shut it, and it says Essex Corp on it. Do you know what this is a reference to? I have no idea. Like, I when I stayed to watch it, because I texted you, and you said, yep, there's another one. I'm sitting there going, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so that is uh, another good Wolverine character called Mr. Sinister. Uh, it's referencing <laughs> on there. So... Go check out uh, some runs with Mr. Sinister. You can kind of understand maybe where they're going to go take this. And it was kind of cool to see it. I'm not really sure how they're going to tie that into anything if they are. It could be maybe referencing something in the new Wolverine standalone movie. Or if they do another X-Men movie like set in the 90s. I don't know. But it'd be kind of cool to see where they take that the Mr. Sinister tie-in that they, they opened up there. So with this movie, the things that I found a little lackluster, a little needed more development, I liked, to some extent, I liked what they did with Apocalypse. He was menacing, but his four horsemen, not so much. They -hmm. didn't have much time. Angel was lackluster. He was not impressive. And Psylocke was cool, but not used nearly enough. Storm, same way. And... Magneto, I mean, he turns against him and like he he has the realization moment where you betrayed me. He's like, no, I betrayed them kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoy him, the way he looked and what he was able to do in this movie. Like his amped up power is pretty crazy. Like when he destroyed Auschwitz was pretty intense. Yeah. You know, tying, he was pulling in from all that rage from when he was taken away as a child uh, and everything that all that nastiness since then was informing that part. So it was, it was nice to see them really tap into Eric and show you some more of his power because man, they showed him being super powerful here. They had him with his shield. They had him with, uh, you know, controlling all the metal in the ground and just ripping the ground apart. And I just, I thought that Magneto was really well done in this movie uh, Charles loses his hair. He becomes bald here in this movie because of the ritual process. They're trying to transfer um, Apocalypse into Charles, so that way he would have Charles's ability to read the minds and take people over. And then he would be the ultimate mutant at that point. There was a really cool scene, too, earlier on when Magneto uses Charles when he's talking to Eric to control via Cerebro every person that has missile command you know, to launch all their missiles and nobody had nukes anymore. So that he basically apocalypse disarmed them and took their greatest weapons away. And now he is, he's ripe to rule the world because no one can do anything against him because their weapons are puny. I thought it was a pretty cool scene. I agree. The, the montage or the speech that he had during that was really good. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, no more sticks, no more stones, no more swords, no more spears. Like, he was talking about all these, like, medieval weapons from when he would have been alive and relevant while they're launching nukes up in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, 
nice. Like it was just it painted a really beautiful picture, even though it was like a very like scary scene. Yeah. Um, because I didn't know where the nukes were gonna go. Like I'm sitting there going, "Oh my goodness! Like is he about to like destroy the world?" Right. Um, Which he could have. Yeah. But no, he just fires him off to disarm the world, mm-hmm. and then we get our Stan Lee cameo at that part where he's yep. just looking up at the missiles flying away, and he didn't say anything. Just him and holding a, a woman. I don't know if that is his wife or not, but it was it was a good scene. Mm-hmm. Music me, in this movie is good. Oh, go ahead, brother. I was just gonna say the music in this movie is also good. I I enjoyed that as well. There's this one piece that I think they played during that scene and it just were it's like this dun 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 something like that. I love that piece of music because when I was watching the credits and listening to that that piece, I was like, this is so good. So anyway, go ahead. Um for me I was gonna say the when we were the lackluster moment for me um was the fight scene between uh Angel and Nightcrawler. Because the electrical fence thing kind of threw me for a loop. Like, they can't defeat electricity. Like, that 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 whole... And then they do it again in the helicopter scene. With like, oh no, electricity stops our powers. So I feel like there should have been a better explanation for me for that. Like, I'm sorry, like the electricity thing. I don't understand how electricity would keep Nightcrawler from teleporting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if we're getting to like a subatomic level, we're like, oh, well, the electricity is making it so the particles can't evaporate and reappear. But come on now, it's a superhero movie. Like, uh-huh. are we really are we really going to debate science in this? So that was something <laughs> like I needed them to give me just something like a reason why this made it so hard. Um, that was just that was when you were talking about things that you you were like ah didn't like. That was one of those things where I was like. Really, guys? Like, you couldn't have come up with something just a little better? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the other thing that I kind of was wondering if they would address, but they never did, was they all got into the helicopter. And, you know, Mystique and all them, they were unconscious. But then Mystique and everybody else was in that, that cell. But Gene, Nightcrawler, and Scott weren't. Where were Gene, Nightcrawler, and Scott when they took Mystique and everybody out of there? Were they, was she using her power to hide again? And if that's the case, why didn't Nightcrawler just like get everybody out of there really quick? Or why didn't she hide everybody from them? Maybe she's not strong enough, but that was just kind of like one of those things where they just jump from one thing to another, and then, okay, everybody's in prison, but they're still not. It was just kind of a weird yeah. thing. Yep, and again, that's the, that electricity thing. Maybe they had to they turned it off when they landed. And that's why they were able to use her powers and stay hidden. Um, but remember, he did make mention that he's never jumped that many people before. So maybe that was the concern when they landed. They didn't want to go through that scene when they were going to do it again later. Mm-hmm. So, they could be. Yeah. And maybe they could have used that to that point and be like, well, I'll try. I mean, it might work. It might not. But, yeah, then later they could make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, see, that would have been, why don't we write these movies again? <laughs> I just, I mean, give me a chance at the script. I don't know. I mean, I'll add something here or there. Don't, I'm not going to write it. <laughs> so, but overall, I really enjoyed this movie. I mean, like I said, I went in with tempered expectations because, you know, I have been aware of the, the reviews and it's been out. People have been talking about it for at least a week now. And it was just kind of like one of those, eh, 
it's okay type things. And I was like, oh, really? I mean, because I've been really looking forward to this. But I think it's because of the inclusion of, like, the ancient Egypt kind of stuff. A lot of that, just the way they meld it all together. Uh, I really did enjoy kind of like the Emperor-esque look. Uh, like the Emperor of, you know, Star Wars. Uh, Apocalypse kind of showed up originally in a cloak, and he reminded me a lot of that. So maybe that's the reason why, too. I liked it a lot. But it was just... Overall, a, a well-done movie, and I'm honestly excited to see where they take this new class of X-Men. You know, the Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, when she has her Phoenix moment. Yes. That, and that may not mean much to anybody else that doesn't isn't necessarily familiar with the comics or anything else. But when she has that moment, it's just, oh, yes, Phoenix, thank you, finally. We get a, a, a glimpse of the Phoenix. And then, you know, Apocalypse has that line. Uh, all is revealed because Phoenix is more powerful than sh- than Apocalypse. Yep, more powerful. And I believe in the comics, it was because of the Phoenix appearing that Apocalypse showed up anyway because he sensed the power. So, my dogs might have something to say too. I agree, puppy. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so it's one of those things where I'm glad that they have the Phoenix now properly, and I'm also glad. That my dogs are barking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Well, we were talking about the Phoenix, and they just got jacked. But they were like, yes! Yeah. See, well, that's all it was. Like, they can't contain the excitement for the Phoenix scene. That's true. I mean, that's my girl dog. She's she's cheering for the girls. So yeah. rooting, up, rooting, rooting for the home team. That's right. Uh, but now, I mean, you got the promise of possibly going down a proper dark Phoenix route later on. And, you know, they made this little thing when Nightcrawler, Scott, and Jean... Was that all that was just those three went out to see that movie? They went and saw Return of the Jedi? So another Star um, Wars reference. No, there was a fourth one that I think... Was that Jubilee? No. Are you sure? Yellow jacket? I mean... Cool. Yeah. Cut, that, low cut hairdo? That was Jubilee, but was she with them? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but I love the line that they dropped. I'm like, well, I guess we can agree that the third one's always the worst. And that had <laughs> to have been in reference to X-Men 3. <laughs> And that was, I love that line. It was so good. I laughed out loud in the audience. Other people did too, because we all understood the joke. Well done. I I thought it was great. (laughs) But overall, good movie. And this is one movie that, you know, like I said, we've we've had Batman versus Superman this year. We've had Civil War and now this one. I've only wanted to see those movies once. But this movie, I have a desire to go watch again. I enjoyed it. And, you know, it's, I think it's, it's worth a watch for sure, and I, I saw it in two D. Did you see it in two D or three D? Uh, I only do two D. Only do two D. Good, good man. Because I prefer two uh, D myself, but I really am looking forward to see where they take this franchise now. Just to see what they do with this new class, to see what what becomes of Magneto, what becomes of Professor X, and you know, really forming the X Men because we leave them in, in, in the danger room getting ready to fight some sentinels to prepare for, you know, battle. And I think that that is such a promising start to this movie because the team is formed, the team is set, they're practicing. This is pretty much the origin story for this new team, and I want to see where it goes next. I'm I'm with you on that. I think that they're building they're building a great squad. Like at the end when they show you got Cyclops Gene uh, Nightcrawler, Storm, who else is in there? Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that it? Is there one more in that mix? Mystique. Well, she was teaching them, her and, and Beast were. But that group of five, 
that's a great group. Like that's a group that I would I would watch a movie with just those five minute. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? And the storm character was amazing. Like really, you're so used to that that uh, Halle Berry storm. That's kind of like I've already uh, forgotten about her. The storm's better. <laughs> But she's she's very vocal in those first movies. You know what I mean? She's very like she's saying like her piece. This this storm's kind of growing and developing into a character. Like you see her go through living on the streets, like stealing to get money for food, to following apocalypse, to realizing that she was fighting on the wrong side, to stepping up to help. Like you see her grow as a character, and now I'd love to see more of that character in a speaking role. Like in a really, really like n- more more of a main role, so yeah, as one of the leaders of the X Men. Yeah. Yep. So, any final thoughts of X Men Apocalypse? Go see it twice. <laughs> let's let's love on this movie because if if this is the work they're going to give us, then we need more of these movies out. You know what I mean? Go see it twice, support it because uh, we want to make sure that they know, hey. You guys did a great job. Like this is what we're talking about. This is this is this is the best quality X Men movie I've seen. Um, I absolutely I loved it better than than either one. The other ones I didn't even buy them on DVD. I watched them once at the theater, never went back. This one I want to see again. I want to buy a steelbook case of the DVD. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. This this was go see it twice. Support it. Did Send you it see X Men two? Uh, probably in theaters. Watch that one again. I think you'll enjoy that one a lot, too. Nightcrawler's in that one as well. I don't have to see it again, because I was able to listen to That's Entertaining. Ba 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 Yeah. Well, this concludes, as as was mentioned, we did talk our about X-Men up until Apocalypse now. So this concludes our journey into the X-Men cinematic world until next time. So stay tuned next week for what we're going to do, because I believe next we're going to be discussing a little TV series called Daredevil Season 2. Ooh, good season. So stick us, uh, stick us, huh. stick around for that as we continue our discussion on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mo, anything you would like to comment on or plug before we let these fine people go for their day? I would. Actually, if you get a chance to go to play some video games, uh, I've got a couple pieces up there. I would love for you to go read them. And not because I want you to click on them so that everybody be like, oh, look at all the clicks Coach is getting. I would love for you to read them and tell me how to do better. Tell me how to really write in a way that lets you know, um, that lets you get something you want out of it. I'm, I'm working really hard on that. I'm trying to develop that skill. So if you go over there, uh, www.playsomevideogames.com, and you see some cool stuff from Coach Mo, click on it. Tell me if you like it. Tell me what you didn't like. And tell me how to fix it because I want to share awesome stuff with you guys. Thanks. Very cool. And, Mo, you're on Twitter, right? I am at Coach Hulk. Er, Hulk smash. <laughs> at Coach Hulk. Coach Hulk, thank you, sir. And I am on Twitter at Sith Nightmare, S I T H K N I G H T M A R E. You can reach the show at Entertaining Pod on Twitter. And you can send us an email that's entertaining at gmail.com. Also, if you are in the San Francisco, let's say, Bay Area, I'm going to be there next weekend on the first weekend of June. I'll be there on business, but I will have some time to do some stuff. So, if you're out there, shoot me a tweet or a DM and say, Hey, uh, go check out this or that, or let's go get a beer. I'd love to meet anybody that might be out there. 
So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you have been entertained. Thank you.